Hey guys, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host, your very excited host. I'm so happy to be here for episode 41 with a, a super duper <laughs> um, friend of mine and colleague in the speaking world, Mr. Kit Pang. He will be sharing some advice with you today about how to market yourself if you're a new speaker. And I know this is one of those scary moments of, you know, about to step out into the world and present yourself as someone who is a thought leader and or expert in your field. And how do you go about doing that in a way that positions you as someone that people will want to hire? So Kit gives some really great examples and stories from his own work and how he got started. And I just love his hustle. I love his mindset. And I love how generous he is with sharing his stories of rejection, of success, of learning moments, because I think he sets a great example for all of all of all of you who are maybe starting out on your speaking journey and looking for ideas to differentiate yourself and get ahead. So that is all coming up today on the the podcast. And at the end of the episode, we make a special offer. Kit and I are partnering on a public speaking event. It's it's an intensive workshop on April 8th in Boston uh, alongside Kathy McNally, who will be giving some tips on how improv can make you a better speaker. And we're going to give you $100 off the ticket price. And we'll share that promo code at the end of the episode. And we'll also share with you a fun contest we're doing on Facebook. So you could maybe even win a free ticket. And we promise it's going to be a really fun day and there'll be a lot of learning and a lot of great opportunities to connect with some very cool people. So listen for that. And the last thing I want to say is if you listen to my uh, podcast episode 39, I mentioned that we launched a crowdfunding campaign for the Speaker Sisterhood, which is my organization that helps women become better at public speaking. And our crowdfunding campaign ends this Friday, March 31st. And we have learned so much as an organization about crowdfunding, about fundraising, about marketing, about connecting, about messaging through doing this this uh, campaign. And I'm really glad we did it because it's just another opportunity to learn and grow as a new startup. And I want to urge you, if you are listening and you feel that the Speaker Sisterhood is a strong mission that you can get behind and you love the idea of building public speaking clubs for women so they can come together in community and support and empower each other, to join our community by either getting on our mailing list at speakersisterhood.com or contributing to our campaign. We have a lot of really cool perks and offers that you can get in in return for your donation and would love to get your support. So if you go to our Indiegogo campaign, you can go to Indiegogo.com and type in Speaker Sisterhood, check us out, or just go to speakersisterhood.com and check out the website and learn more about how to start your own club, how to join a club, how to get involved and and join our mailing list, because there is a lot of exciting stuff coming up this year. I promise you that. (laughs) All right, guys. So Without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Kit Pang and all of his brilliance. Enjoy. (laughs) 
Kit Pang is a communication expert, TEDx speaker coach, TEDx inbound and keynote speaker, the host of the Boston Speaks series, and the founder of Boston Speaks. He is on a mission to help individuals fall in love with public speaking. Kit has worked with CEOs, popular authors, celebrities, TEDx speakers, and entrepreneurs looking to bring their speaking and presentation skills to the next level. Kit's seminars and talks have been credited as super fun, engaging, soul-searching, and insightful. Aren't those all the best things? Kit, welcome to the program. Hey, Angela. I am so excited to be on uh, your show and your podcast because every single time, I think we just have a good connection, and I'm always looking forward to chatting with you. Awesome. Well, I think when I read the word super fun, engaging, soul searching and insightful, I'm like, okay, I want to be best friends with him because <laughs> those are all my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the down to earth. You know, sometimes it's like you give off this vibe and, you know, you, you can't connect with everyone. But, you know, I, I, I say your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, I was just I just saw that. Um like someone had posted a graphic like that on Instagram and I took a screenshot of it and I've been looking at it a lot the last couple of days just thinking that is exactly what I'm aiming for like I want to attract the right people who get me and who you know I appreciate and respect because that's the way we build things rather than people who are like what are you doing that doesn't make any <laughs> sense it's like I don't need that energy in my life <laughs> but I think it's too it's, it's it's good to learn that's why I like communication uh, the psychology side, the science side, it's, it's, it's great to understand how people work because as people, we don't learn how other people work. You know, we care about ourselves a lot and we think we know what other people are thinking about, uh, but we don't. It's like, it's like we don't know how to be the people whisperer, you know, like the dog whisperer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's working for him, but for human beings, we never learned that growing up. But anyway, I'm going off topic. So true. <laughs> I love tangents feel free to throw those out there. Um, before we jump too far into the interview, though, I want you to tell us about how you got into this type of work, because I'm always fascinated by speakers, people who help speakers who are in this realm of public speaking, because it's like a special type of human who wants to get people up on stage. So tell me how this all happened. Sure. If I wrote a book, Angela, it would be titled From Introvert to Extrovert. Because when I, you know, I, I grew up very shy. Uh, growing up in an Asian family, I, I didn't know how to express myself because we, don't, we, we used to keep everything to ourselves. We don't say I love you out loud. We don't hug each other a lot. So growing up, I was very shy. And I'm telling you this because out of the moment during high school, I joined this hip hop and salsa dancing group. Uh, we saw them at a, a cultural field trip. And for some reason, I asked them, can I join? And I think they were looking for more people. And they said, yeah, of course, you can you know, audition and then see if you can join. So I auditioned and I got in. You know, I'm, I'm a stiff Chinese guy, boy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't. My family doesn't have rhythm. You know, you know if you don't grow up in a <laughs> if you don't grow up in a family with music and rhythm, uh, it's it's different for you when you're an adult because you just don't get it naturally. Yeah, can I just ask? So, are there any videos of you dancing on YouTube that I could watch right now? There, <laughs> if you, it's embarrassing, but if you type in Kit Pang on YouTube, there are more videos of me dancing than me speaking. <laughs> yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. So everybody, go to your computer. <laughs> okay. Continue the story. 
and it's it's old school video. My it's no like there's no iPhones. I still shot it on my on um, like the old the, the cam you know the regular cameras we yeah. used to have back then. But anyway, oh yeah, back then. And I'm bringing this up because I I danced for uh, like uh, 10, 12 years uh, because I loved dancing, like hip hop dancing. So I I used to street perform in Boston. I I was a hip hop choreographer. I was teaching at dance studios. I was working at dance studios, and that what that's what I love to do. And I always wanted to start a dance studio. But two years before, my my passion in dance was going down. Now, uh, I I still loved it. You know, at, before I was doing all this speaking stuff and started Boston Speaks, I was just dancing all the time. But again, the passion was going down. But in the back of my mind, whenever I saw speakers speak on stage. I said to myself, you know, how the heck are they doing this? I wanted to do something just like that. If they could do it, you know, I wanted to find out how they did it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in, in 2016, uh, slowly I left my job at uh, the Jeanette Neal Dance Studio. It's right next to North Station, the TD Garden. And uh, uh, slowly over time, I started teaching workshops and workshops after workshops. You know, I had no experience. Experience, no credentials, uh, you know, no concrete message. But I knew I wanted to do something with public speaking. So again, I just started teaching communication and public speaking workshops on Meetup, on Eventbrite. So uh, just a bunch of them. Yeah. Okay, I have about four hundred questions because <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that whole idea of going. I want to teach this, and then just building content and going out and doing it. But so mm-hmm. many people get stuck in that state of, well, I don't know enough, and I'm not an expert, and I don't have a degree in this. So how did you get yourself to go from, I have this job at a dance studio to, I'm going to go teach workshops? Like, what was the mindset there? Yeah, sure. I I think it depends. Uh, You know, everyone has 24 hours in a day, right? Some people are billionaires and some people are still living on the streets. Now, there's nothing wrong with living on the streets. But if you have a different mindset, right, we're all the same. At the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all go home to our family, our dogs, our cats, our children, our, our books that we read. But what makes the difference between you and, for example, a, a billionaire, right? I believe it's the mindset of how they think about the way they do things, how they approach it, uh, the way they do it, the way they think about doing it. So uh, my mindset was I I really wanted to do this. Uh, And I just, you know, I want, for example, I love rejection. If I get rejected, I want to find out why I got rejected. Uh, Like the rejection fuels me to work harder. So, you know, I'm cleaning up my house. Uh, like a few months ago, and I saved all my rejection letters, uh, like job rejection, scholarship rejections, you know, things that I applied for. And I loved seeing them because they, they uh, it shows me that I have a lot more to work with and a lot more to strive for. Uh, and, and actually earlier, uh, just about mindset, uh, you know, to answer your question, just teaching workshops, I believe, I don't, I don't know where I heard this from before, uh, some people think that you have to be an expert to start teaching. Uh, again, I think that's a different mindset. And the thing that I heard was, if you are a fifth grader, you will be an expert to the third grader. Yes. Yes. So 
you know, I, I, I thought the same thing. Oh, I have to have books. I have to have all of this to start teaching. Will people even like what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying go out there and, and, and give people you know, bad information and bad value. Uh, not that, but if you really want to give them good value, you know, how much research can you do? How much, uh, you know, nowadays we all have so many, so many videos on YouTube and Google. Uh, it's the same exact thing on, on, online, right? But again, it comes back to you and to your reputation of how good can you treat your audience and give them value. Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard that analogy of a, t a fifth grader teaching a third grader, but I love that, and it's really easy to be able to see, yeah, the fifth graders are ahead of them, and they have a little bit more information. The way I've always described it as, is, um, you know, if you're one step ahead of your audience, then you can give them value. I almost feel like if you're 15 or 20 or 30 steps ahead of your audience, it might be harder to relate to where they are and really see what they're going through and understand their challenges. So it's almost like mm. in some ways you're doing them more of a service by being closer to the phase they're in. But another question I have about you taking this step into teaching workshops is where did you get the content for what you were teaching? Was it, did you go to the library and take out a bunch of books on public speaking or what was your process like to assemble that? Yeah, uh, for me, and I, and I exactly uh, agree with you with what you said earlier. It's just that uh, uh, right now, I think people, they're so, we're so bombarded with so many things nowadays, uh, like the information online, the information on Google, the books. Uh, one of my fastest way to fast track my learning is, for example, if I wanted to do a, a workshop, I would put it on and learn everything I can about it and then go teach it. Because we can learn anything nowadays, but if you, we don't have that drive, we're not going to learn anything. I mean, if you really wanted to learn something, you can go on Google, you can go on YouTube, uh, you can interview experts. So that's what I did. The first thing was I had to put on something. I had to give myself a bigger drive. And from that bigger drive, what do I need to learn from that topic? And I would look everything up. You know, I would sometimes call people, talk to people who's, who've done it already. That I, I, I pick the brains of people. If they've done it before, you know, people love to share and they love to help. I would go on Google, go on YouTube, because most people are saying the same things. Because it's it's typically the same thing, right? Unless you you can become an expert is when you know enough and you can add your creativity to it. Yeah. Same thing as a business. When you can add your creativity to your program, that's why I think people will fall in love with you. Because, yeah, yeah that's it. Kit, I'm falling in love <laughs> with you right now. <laughs> That's why, hey, that's why we're teaching a workshop together on April 8th, that's full right. day public speaking. Yeah, we should really quickly mention that on April 8th in Boston, we're teaching an all-day intensive workshop called Power and Precision, and Kit is one presenter, I'm another, and Kathy McNally is the third presenter, and she'll be talking about improv and how to use improv to make yourself a better speaker. And Kit, while we're talking about it, do you want to just mention what you're going to be teaching specifically at that workshop? Yeah, sure. I believe that uh, for me, public speaking, there's a bunch, of course, there's a bunch of sides, but I split it up in style and delivery and content. On that workshop day, I am going to be talking about how you can be a, a better public speaker by working on your style and delivery. And the thing I, I ask people or I tell people, if you go to a grocery store, right, how do you choose an apple? You choose an apple because you see that it's not too bruised. That, you know, it's not too shiny. If it's too shiny, there's too many chemicals on it. But, you know, it has to be a good-looking apple. And we judge the apple 
or the book by its cover. We, even though we say we don't, but at the same time, we don't know what the core is. Same exact thing in public speaking. If people want to judge, if they judge you, they'll judge you by your vocal variety and your body language, and most importantly, your mindset when you get on stage. So that's what we're going to be working on. I love that. Are, is everyone going to get an apple as part of that presentation? <laughs> I feel like hey, you should be a, handing That's a good out. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you brought up food, so I'm immediately like, so we're going to eat. Okay, great. Um, and at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about um, a special offer for all of our listeners. You're going to be able to get $100 off your um, ticket price. So keep, keep uh, stay tuned in for that. All right. I want to get back to our interview because there is so much to learn from you about how new speakers can market themselves and start to be seen as a thought leader in their field. So can you give us a couple of different ways that new speakers can go out and inexpensively or for free market themselves? Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say uh, if you're a new speaker, you might be thinking, hmm, what's some, you know, it, it, it all depends. That's why this is such a big topic, because you have to have your message. I always say, uh, if Oprah invited you to her show tomorrow, right, you are the number one what? Right, you know, if Oprah invited you to her show and you get 10 seconds to pitch, or if Oprah even wants to pitch you, she would have to know what to say about you. So are you the number one, you know, life coach, whatever it is? Uh, and some people think of, hmm, I don't want to be associated or by the term life coach. Yeah. But if people are looking for help, okay, let's say public speaking, right? If you are looking for public speaking help, and if I wanted to call myself the number one storytelling master, you know, some creative <laughs> name that no, no one knows about, but, you know, but me, I would say, hey, I want this creative name. But at the same time, if your audience is looking to deliver a keynote better or look for presentation skills or work on sales or, or public speaking, they will be typing in in Google what they know, which is public speaking, presentation, or you know, giving a keynote. Same exact thing. That's why I'm saying, hmm, if you want to work on getting yourself out there as a speaker, don't get drowned out so much by creating your, 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 your perfect title because sometimes people don't know what to, to, to call you, what to, you know, how, how, the, how will they find you. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say... Who do you want to be known as? You are the number one what? And start crafting your message towards that. Uh, uh, but something I want to share, a story of mine, To if you want to build yourself as a speaker, to build more expertise, if you have no expertise, uh, somehow you have to gain credibility. That means somehow host a free workshop, give them the best value, get testimonials. And just by doing that, if let's say, let's say you're hosting a workshop. If you're hosting a workshop, it's for free, even though you're not getting paid. But if you can get testimonials, that's perfect. But the better thing is that people should hear and see that you're hosting this workshop. Because consistently over time, your workshops might not fail. But if they can hear and see that you're doing this, that's half of the game. Right? You're becoming the speaker because you are speaking and you are, you know, they can hear that you're doing all of this. Yes. Uh, so that's one of the things like for this podcast. I'm going to speak on this podcast about this topic. Right. Again, it goes back to your topic, uh, because at the end of the day, 
No one has time for you. Uh, for me personally, this is my mindset. I want you to think of I'm the number one speaker speaker coach. When you think of speaking, I want you to think of Kit in Boston, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking Kit, whatever it is, the speaking Kit. Because so that, at the end of the day, yeah. And that's why your company is called Boston Speaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so Boston perfect. Speaks. Yeah, you're like, that. you are a perfect example of what you're talking about. Like, keep it really simple. I want people to know that I help speakers in Boston. So my company is called Boston Speaks. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and same thing with you, right? A speaker sisterhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's so easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, speaker, sisterhood. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. So I love your first tip about using keywords that, to help people um, be found and also be memorable. And sometimes when people do get too creative with it, it's like you lose people because like no one has hours and hours to go research online. Like, what does she mean by that when she calls herself like the um, the strategist of you know empowerment and love? It's like, well, what is what is that? Like, just tell me. Oh, she's a confidence coach. You know. So. Um, I love that. And I also love that if you want to be known as a speaker, go out and speak. And oftentimes when I meet people and they give me their business card and I see on their business card that they're a speaker, I get excited because I love speakers. And I'm always like, oh, my God, I want to know your life story. And then <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, so where are you speaking? And they're like, oh, I haven't spoken in a while. It's been a couple of years. And I'm like, oh, that's a huge bummer because if you're a speaker, you should probably be speaking <laughs> you know uh, yeah, um, yeah. And, and so your point is well taken like go out and speak and build your brand and people will start to see that and that's how I became a professional speaker was by speaking I never even knew I could be a professional speaker until someone said hey I've been seeing your name everywhere and all these workshops you're giving can I hire you to speak and I was like oh that's an interesting idea um, I hadn't considered getting paid to do this <laughs> well yeah um, and how do you feel now I feel I feel like it's my destiny to be a speaker, you know, after doing so much of it and realizing like the only place I really want to be is on stage in in front of people and helping them recognize that they can do so much more than they think. Um, and so it's really exciting to have a platform and to know that public speaking can change my life and others. So I love that these two tips you gave so far. What else could new speakers be doing to market themselves? Sure, I would say... Uh, I agree with you. Speaking is if, if you want to be seen as a speaker, you have to speak. So I say that if you want to be a speaker or if you whatever your business is, it's a lifestyle. People will have to see you doing it, not 24-7, but most of the time. Yeah. Uh, again, I used to be a dancer. They call starving artists artists for a reason because they don't know how to market themselves. You might have this great art form. You, you can be the best singer. You can be the best dancer. You have this art form. But if people can't see your art form, they just can't see you, mm-hmm. right? They, they can't book you if they can't find you. Um, so I would definitely say start with your immediate circle. Uh, you have to put, give them your state of mind. If you want to be a speaker, they have to hear and see that you're speaking. So post on your social media. If, if, if on LinkedIn, you should have speaker. Right, post some videos. Um, this so this is statistic. Uh, since I was talking about videos, this is a research done by Cisco. So by 2020, 80 percent of the world's uh, internet traffic will be video. That's what they're suggesting, right? 80 percent of the world's internet traffic will be video. So how can you leverage video? to leverage yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this live streaming, 
you know, if you haven't tried it yet, I know it's very scary at first. Just just go on it and talk about your topic. These are three ways to get your immediate friends and circles to say, hey, that person has a message or that person is going for this, right? Because if you hustle, people want to support your hustle. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, yeah, when people can see you hustling, they will want to help you. It's so true. That's a great point. And actually, I just did my first Facebook Live two weeks ago. And and, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and honestly, I have done so much video. I've done so much speaking. I've done my podcast. But the idea, idea of doing a Facebook Live video made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> so, like, I prolonged it forever. And then finally on International <laughs> Women's Day, I'm like, all right, today is the day. I'm going to make a video. And you know what made it easier? And this is probably mm-hmm. a tip for other people is I did it with a friend. And we yeah. just had fun with it. And that day, my first day using Facebook Live, I ended up making six videos in one day because I started to love it. I'm like, who else wants to be in a video? <laughs> all day. And so yeah, and, that's that's the piece and, of advice for yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, who's yeah. thinking about it. It's like, hey, just just make a fun video with a friend. Don't like don't psych yourself out and, and like pick out the perfect outfit and spend like twenty years writing a script. Just like sit down and like have an idea and just try it, right? And you were so I mean it's it's nerve wracking, right? I know you, you, you spoke a lot before, but going on video is something different, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> totally. And when you see the numbers adding up of the people viewing it, and then you see people writing comments, and I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep up with all of this. It's so it's so stressful, but it was actually really fun, and I want to yeah. keep doing it. So that's a good piece of advice, too. And it's so simple. Like Pretty much everybody has a smartphone and is connected to Facebook. So all you have to do is hit the button and just maybe challenge yourself to talk for a minute or two. Because you're right, it's a great way to build visibility and just start building your credibility by sharing your ideas. Yeah, um, and, and I want to say one last little thing. Yeah. If the listeners right now, if you want to work on your public speaking, right, if you want to work on being just the technical side of speaking, and even if you're in, for example, Toastmasters or they're in your group, Angela, mm-hmm. one way to practice your speaking is you have to speak everywhere. And by doing, I'm just promoting live streaming, you can become more clear, more professional. You can even practice your speech on there is another platform to get an audience. So don't, you know, consider it a little bit. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, so in your in, in the information you sent over to me, you said that you work with CEOs, popular authors, celebrities, TEDx speakers, and entrepreneurs. Can you tell a story about one of the people you've helped and what you did to help position them as a thought leader or as an expert in their field and how it resulted? Yes, so this goes back, I wanted to speak on this earlier when you asked, hmm, how did I start marketing myself as a speaker at first? Yeah. So one of the first few, I think, authorities that I worked with, here's how I did it. So there, there's a bunch of conferences in Boston. So one of them was the Massachusetts Conference for Women. This was right when I was still working at a dance studio and I wanted to, to leave and start Boston Speaks. Now, at these conferences, right, there are amazing speakers, some that are well-known, some that are, you know, keynote speakers, some that are, you know, less well-known. So here's what I did. First, I emailed the, the people at Massachusetts Conference for Women, and I asked them, do they need a speaker coach? Okay. And they said no, because they don't have a budget for that, or they don't even have someone for that. So the second thing I did was I emailed everyone on that list, because they put out who the speakers are. I just found the emails and emailed all the speakers, not all, but most of the speakers. I emailed most of the speakers, and I asked them, you're giving this breakout session, you're giving this keynote, do you need a speaker coach? 
Now, here's the thing. Not everyone responded, but I got good, good, good people who responded back. Uh, one, like For example, one of the few people were, um, she was the co-author of Flawed. This is a great book, uh, Jean Demers. Uh, and, she was, and she was giving this, uh, you know, like uh, one hour keynote. And I helped her. And this is what she said, okay? This testimonial is even on my webpage. She said, I had the privilege of working with Kit on a talk that I gave at the Massachusetts Conference for Women. Working with him was so much fun, it 10x the power of my message, making me feel super confident on stage communicating it. So I'm saying, how can you leverage that? No, this is, again, all three marketing ideas. I think it goes back to the hustle. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I also got um, someone. Her name is uh, Kelly Dempsey. She was a uh, she a finalist at Project One Way. Uh, she was one of the opening keynotes at the Massachusetts for Conference for Women. I emailed her too and said, "Does she need any help?" And she's like, "Yeah, heck yeah!" And now here's the thing: we, be, you know, she spoke at one of my uh, at the Boston Speak series, a monthly breakfast series that I host. You know, she spoke out there, you know, we're just, we're just like communicating on emails now. Uh, you know, I still keep in contact with half of these people that I've helped. Mm-hmm. So, and f- yeah. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have 400 questions again, but I want to hear the rest <laughs> of your story. <laughs> and from that, uh, you know, I leverage these testimonials to just get other clients. Yeah. Uh, for the TEDx speakers, if, if you ever organized a TEDx or you spoke at TEDx or if you worked at TEDx, you can volunteer to be a TEDx speaker coach yeah it's that easy mm-hmm. that's it so that's when, it. okay yeah and so when you help these women at the women's conference you volunteer to help them right uh, in, in exchange yeah. for testimonials and yes with the tedx speaking coach speaker coach work you volunteered for that and the, the opportunity there was to then position yourself as someone who has worked with authors and celebrities and tedx speakers because you immediately add credibility to your work by saying you've helped these people and how long had you been in business when you started working with the authors and celebrities at that conference yeah i started in i officially um, registered my business in august 2016. Okay, and so you helped them in the fall of 2016, or? Oh, it's around that time. Okay. It's around, yeah. So I'm asking that question because you were probably in business for a month, <laughs> and you went out and did that. And I think that is such a perfect example of just looking for opportunities to build quickly and not wait for opportunities to show up or wait for enough expertise. You just said, okay, how can I build this now? And and that is such a, you're such a great role model for that. Cause I think oftentimes we think we need more information. We need to take more classes. We need the perfect website and you registered your business and you just started making calls and building opportunities for yourself. So Kudos to you. Um, that's yeah, that's and, amazing. And thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing was, I, I did not register my business. I, I spoke to them first. I, it wasn't even, <laughs> even better. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, uh, you're like, yeah, hey, I just decided I wanted to have a business five minutes ago, and now I'd like to help you. <laughs> but um, again, it's, I, I think it goes back to uh, really how much value can you give them? Yeah. You know, don't be, uh, you know, but. For me, it was learn as much as I can, give them the best value as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to, for those that leverage, to, for those that are listening right now, if you want to market yourself for your business, if you want to speak for your business, if you want to speak for yourself, this is the creative side of it. Yeah. You have to get creative and you have to hustle to do things that other people are, are doing, just even do it, you know, do it differently or doing, do something that most people would not do. 
that's the best way to market yourself. Yes. And, you know, if you sent that email out to 25 speakers and only two responded and said yes, that's a huge win, even though you got 23 no's. And I know you position rejection differently than most people. And I love what you said about taking it as an opportunity to see that there's more room for growth. But if you can just focus on those two wins, you you were able to leverage that and, and then create a foundation for yourself that then positions you in such a different way than someone who's just like, hey, I'm a speaker coach. Can I help you? Your bio reads like someone who's been doing this work for 20 years <laughs> and you've only been at it yeah. for like, you, you know, you registered your business six or eight months ago. So um, that's amazing. And I want to know, you've been talking a lot about mindset and you've been saying like that makes the difference between getting up on stage and delivering a great talk and or maybe getting up on stage and feeling scared. Can you give some different tips or examples of how you are able to get into the right mindset to do the type of work you do? Yeah, so I would say it's it's very hard. Right? <laughs> we, it's, it's, but it's the it's the people that you surround yourself with yeah. that will consistently help you put yourself in a better mindset. Uh, do I have time for a quick two minute story? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, maybe like a few years ago, I was scrolling through Facebook. And, you know, I, I, there's a bunch of ads and stuff. And one of the ads was from my bank, Hanscom Federal Credit Union. And they had this selfie contest. You can, you can, you can put, you know, submit your, your, your selfie photo for a chance to win $1,000. Okay, for some reason, I submitted my photo. I don't, <laughs> I don't usually do this kind of stuff. But I submitted a photo of me. Now, here's the thing. And don't tell Hanscom that it was not even a selfie. It was, I, I cropped it so it looked like a selfie. So I, oh. <laughs> I, gave, I, I, I gave them that picture and I was chosen as one of the four people. So at the end of the week, whoever got the most votes would win $1,000. So, okay, I was chosen as one of these four people and you can vote every single day. On day one, you know, I was sharing with my Facebook uh, social media friends and family. And then at the end of the day, everyone got maybe 50 votes. On day two, I kept on sharing, telling my friends, and it was me and this other uh, woman. We were like around 100-something votes, and the other two contestants, they were still at 50. I think they just stopped because they saw us like at 100 already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a silly contest. And day three, you know, I was still in it. Yeah, I'm like sharing, I'm telling people, but, you know, people started getting annoyed at me. You know, you just can't share it too much on Facebook. And, you know, people are like, okay, we're just going to pass that away. Yeah. Um, so on day, th- day three, day three, uh, the other woman, you know, when I checked, she was like 100, 200 votes above me. And I was thinking, you know, <laughs> this is crazy. I've been sharing and working my butt off for like two, three days. And now she is 200, uh, you know, 100 something votes ahead of me. I mean, over this silly, stupid contest, in the back of my mind, I wanted to quit. You know, it's, it's silly. And, and if she was 200 away from me, how can I possibly get that many votes for my friends and my, and my family if, I, you know, if I've been sharing all day long? So I was about to quit. I was even telling my, my wife about this uh, <laughs> when we were sleeping. I'm like, oh, she got 200 more votes than me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to stop. You know, this is really important. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop. And so this is what she said. She's like, Kit, she's like, Kit, you, you've been spending so much time away from me, right? 
Uh, you've been spending a lot of time on your computer, I, you know, 24-7 actually doing this stupid contest. Don't quit. She was a kid. <laughs> Don't quit. <laughs> Don't quit. And she drove me harder. To, um, she drove me to work harder, right? So the next day, she gave me that boost to not quit. I even did something that most people would not do. I messaged all of my friends, well, most of my friends, individually, and I asked them, can you vote for me? Can you vote for me? At that time, I went to my boxing classes, and I <laughs> talked to my boxing buddies, and I'm like, hey, I'm in this selfie contest. Can you vote for me? Right? Again, I worked at dance studio, so before every single dance class, I would go in and I say, hey, you all have smartphones. Can you bring out your smartphones and vote for me? Right? At, at, here's what I learned at the end of the contest. People were coming up to me and they said, Kit, I voted for you today. And they're coming up to me. They were messaging me. They were like, Kit, how's the contest going? I voted for you today. I'm rooting for you. Uh, and of course, at the end of the contest, I blew out the other contestant by like uh, 200, 300 votes. She's just stopped completely, right? So to answer your question about mindset, on Monday, on Tuesday, we have these great mindsets that, you know, we sometimes we just pump ourselves up, whether we listen to motivational music, listen to some YouTube motivational speak, or whatever it is. But do you have people in your life that can say, hey, you know, give you a kick in the butt and say, hey, keep on going. Yeah. Right? So I believe that's the most important part about mindset. It's just not you. You need to surround yourself with other people that will keep you going on Wednesday and Thursday and the next week and the next week after that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I couldn't agree more about finding those people who see how how much you can accomplish and how successful you can be if if you keep going. So that was a great story. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right. So I want to jump into my um, my five quick questions with Kit, and um, we'll kind of get and get a little more information about you and insight into how Kit thinks. So number one, what's the number one piece of advice you have for women who want to be well known speakers? I would say this: <laughs> position yourself everywhere and be confident. Even if you have to do some tricks, for example, this is what I heard from another woman. Okay, here's the trick of the day. Whenever you sit in chairs at office meetings, you know you can lower the seat or leverage it. Mm -hmm. You seem more confident when you are taller. So leverage your chair to be higher and sit at it. Huh. That's my trick. <laughs> That's good. Number two, do you have a personal operating philosophy? And if so, what is it? My operating philosophy is, uh, back to the story I told, uh, get people you can surround yourself with that will drive you to work harder and with your business, with your life. Awesome. Number three, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self? <laughs> I would say sleep and eat healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number four, what advice do you have for your 75-year-old self? Sleep and eat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> would you say the same thing for your 50-year-old self? I, yes, I would. Sleep okay. and eat healthy. So and exercise, too, yes. Lifelong focus lifelong yes. and number five if you had to pick one object to represent yourself what would you pick well one object i would pick a uh, oh man i was thinking about this earlier too and uh, one quick oh man i just i would pick a microphone hmm. because yeah as a speaker, you have to speak on a microphone. And sometimes when you 
you don't have but here's the thing you don't have to use a microphone you can just go off the cuff too right yeah. so it's it's do you have control of that microphone well i think also we've been talking a lot about amplifying your message right like how can you get out there more and be seen as as a leader so a microphone helps you do that because you can reach more people right yeah Cool. Yeah, definitely. Not to put words in your mouth, but it just sounded like. Hey, what about you? Can I can I ask you that same question? (laughs) If you had to pick one object, what would you pick? I would pick glitter. Glitter. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, everybody loves glitter. Like no matter what mood you're in, glitter just makes it better. So I like I would like to be that person who every time I show up, I'm able to bring the best out of Mm, people mm. and help them see that there's like there's something to be excited about in life. So that means if I bring an apple to our workshop, are you are you going to bring glitter? Yeah. Do you mind if I throw glitter on the audience? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I know. I'll give them apples. You can throw it on the apples too. <laughs> we should roll the apples in <laughs> glitter. All right, good. We're gonna do that the night before. <laughs> we'll be like, don't eat this. Just put it on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Hey, for the listeners who's watching right now, let us know. We'll give you an apple with glitter. <laughs> Yeah, let us know. Is that something you'd want? Um, it's it's very Wizard of Oz. Um, all right. So, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? To me, to claim the stage is to be comfortable with yourself on the stage. Like you were, like you are one on one with people. Just being yourself. Same thing with video. If you can be yourself one on one with another person uh, on stage and on video, uh, that's claiming the stage yeah awesome before we talk about our event some more can we can you tell us how we can find more information about you yeah you can go to bostonspeaks.com awesome all right so like we've talked about at the beginning of our our episode we are putting an event together called power and precision it's on april 8th in boston it's an all-day intensive workshop about public speaking so we want to make sure that everyone knows that this is not just about becoming a professional speaker or for people who are already really good at speaking it's for everyone who has an interest in building comfort when you raise your hand to speak at a meeting or if you're going to give a presentation at a staff meeting or if you are getting on stage at an industry conference how do you present yourself in a way that's confident and uniquely you and how do you kind of just get more skills so that's what the whole day is about and how do you you know present yourself with power and authority so we have created a a special code that gives you a hundred dollars off the ticket price by going to our um, eventbrite page which is powerandprecision.eventbrite.com right Yes. And the uh, promo code is claim the stage, one word, all caps. And if you enter that, you'll get $100 off your ticket. And we're also doing a contest. Then you can win um, two free spots. Um, so, or actually, you can get one spot. And you have to send in a video answering these questions Why do you want to attend? Who are you? And how will you define success at the end of our event? So really simple. And you could even do this with a Facebook Live and then tag Kit and tag me in it. So a quick video. Why do you want to attend the event? Who are you and how will you define success? And we will pick a winner next Monday, April 3rd. And um, really simple. So make sure you tag us so we can find you. And you may win your own free ticket to our event. Is there anything you want to add, Kit? Yeah, I want to say definitely take advantage of that contest because if you want to start working on your speaking skills whether on camera or off you know offline in front of people that's why i think we gave that exercise so you can start putting it into action right now yeah. uh, so the so last thing i would say is you know just take action uh to become a better 
person in general, you know, take some time to learn and develop some time for yourself. I don't think we, we always maybe want to try to do that 10 minutes here, five minutes here, but we get so distracted. I would say just take some time for yourself. And just, it's fun to come learn, you know, get, get, get around with people and just learn for the whole day. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to make it fun. Like, I don't like to do things that aren't fun. So you can guarantee that you're going to laugh a lot and you're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to meet some new friends and you're going to get a glitter apple. So I think those are all really good reasons to show up. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, Kit, thanks so much for coming on the show today. It was great to talk with you. Oh, Angela, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. How great was that? Isn't Kit amazing? I really love his hustle and I love that he just jumps into things. And I think he is such a great role model for all of us who might overanalyze, overthink, overprepare, overresearch, <laughs> and overdo the whole process of preparing to go out and be seen and be heard in the world. So I want to thank you so much for listening today. If you want to get a ticket to our event on April 8th, you can go to powerandprecision.eventbrite.com. Don't forget to enter the promo code claim the stage one word all caps to get a hundred dollars off or join our contest so that is it for me this week you guys thanks so much for listening if you liked our episode feel free to leave us a review on itunes and don't forget stop waiting start creating see you next time <laughs>